Warning, the following podcast contains four white males back in our recording booth. It's the greatest recording booth since uh, our bedrooms. A martini shaken up. Shocking. Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Nerd. I am your host Fuzzy Dan, and on this week's episode number one seven one, I'll be doing the sound effects all by myself. <laughs> yeah, sound effect boy. You don't have a whoop whoop on there, do? You? <laughs> hey. There we go. Slight pause, but that's great. <laughs> and the man on the soundboard, the man with the finger on the button, is Mr. Diddy Dutrim. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> Hello, how are you? <laughs> Hi, Rick. Great <laughs> I, to see you. I am the I am the captain now. I probably should have put that sound on the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's in there because he's got about fifty of them. Yes, a total of fifty. That's it. Um, <laughs> we're doing good this week, though, buddy. We are doing good. Yes, uh, it's been a busy week. It's been a fun week. We've done a lot. Yes. What have you done? Very descriptive. <laughs> Thank you very much for all that information. Thank you, President. <laughs> that's the joke. <laughs> Excellent. I'm loving the slight pause. The slightest the, pause. Before the sound effects yeah. kick in. So just enjoy that. Just enjoy that little mini break. Yes. Sitting directly to the right-hand side <laughs> of this man, it's the left of your podcast dial if you're watching at home, um, is Mr. Tom, Tommy Tom Tom, Common, Spicy Tim Hello. himself. Happy to be here. I'm so happy to see you guys again. Faces. How are you? Yeah, pretty How good. How do I move uh, the mic so I can fart? <laughs> <laughs> can't mute the chat anymore. As we were driving to the to the studio, I saw I saw Tom standing outside. Tom was like, "People!" and I just looked at him and I drove past. Yeah, I, know, I noticed you doing that too. I, I, I have a video of when Duty first walked towards it that I'm going to put on the channel. That's just like, Duty. I'm doing a bit of random jig. Random. A random jig. Who doesn't love a random jig? Yeah, I mean. Like well, it. speaking of people who don't like random jigs, the man sitting directly across the table from the other side of the person with the, the buttons and the noises. The opposite, polar opposite. That's correct. It's Mr. Polar Opposite himself. Hello. <laughs> I'm Bipolar uh, Opposite. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't even know if I need to say his name anymore. It's Mr. Ian the Huge Footlong Johnson. Yeah, whoop, 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 whoop. It's everyone's favourite except for people who don't like him. It's me. <laughs> There we go, slight pause. There's a little click. Yeah, yeah. I already may need a new soundboard device. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's working smoothly already. Well, welcome, everybody. This is our podcast. We are here, back in sight, back in studio. It's exciting. I'm I'm really happy that we've actually made this. I'm so glad. <laughs> Great to finally leave the house. And I picked up right where we left. <laughs> I've seen uh, I've seen some podcasts start during isolation, but they've they've been recording in an actual studio. But they've had a camera recording on the whole time, and they've been wearing gloves and face masks and all that sort of stuff just to play it safe. And people are like love the podcast, but the video sucks because we can't see your lips move. It's, like, it's a podcast. <laughs> I can see your lips moving. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are back in studio. We've taken all precautions. We've slathered ourselves in sanitizers. Tom so, tastes funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to lick the co-host. Anyway, let's head straight into it. It's the news time. 
The sound effects gave me tingles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For our first piece of news, we have that Edgar Wright's new film, Last Night in Soho, has been pulled from its September 2020 release date and will be getting pushed back to April 23rd, 2021, which is a, a fair pushback. What is the film about? Uh, it is Soho. Soho. <laughs> no, so it's set in London's Soho district during the swinging sixties, and there seems to be some time travel elements involved. That's the new. Well, that's the synopsis that I have available. I'm not giving you any more than that. So it's awesome powers. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> the spy who shagged me. me, me, me. I can, I can me, also me, me. tell you that it's starring. Anya Taylor Joy, yeah, who we all remember she's from, and from Thomas Glass. And she's from uh, uh, American Horror Story. No, no, what's the sequel to Glass? Uh, no, no, Split. She's the main character. Oh, she's who in isn't Emma. James McAvoy. She's Emma Split. in Emma. She's the girl who survives. Oh. James McAvoy. Yes. yes. Yeah, and yep. she's going to be in the New Mutants. Yes, mm-hmm. and this movie apparently, and it also has Thomason McKenzie. Who Ooh. we also remember Ooh. from. Ooh. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Don't have that one either? Again, no. slight delay. <laughs> What's his name? Thomason McKenzie. That's the worst name I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the delay was worth it. Totally worth it. Uh, gotta fix that crap. I thought he was doing... I already pushed the button. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Move along. You heard the Move click. along. <laughs> when you hear that little... Then <laughs> the click meant to stop. Uh, so Netflix has finalised a deal to buy the Egyptian theatre in Hollywood. Obviously, they've had some issues in the past with AMC and Regal Theatres with airing their uh, movies because of the exclusivity deals that they have, which I think are normally about 90 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, of course, Netflix are just going out and being like, fuck is, I'm going to just buy my own theatres. That's the Egyptian theatre as well, which isn't far from the Chinese theatre on Sunset. I believe you. I've seen it! <laughs> You've seen it? Yeah. Is it a big theatre? No. No. Okay. Uh, I don't think many it's... of them are big theatres, though. A lot of them are fairly small, but... I think the Chinese theatre is pretty big. Which one? The, the, the China and Chinese theatre. Yeah, I think that one's actually quite big. Mm. Um, but the, the it's like they, they made, you know, yeah, the Man's Chinese theatre sort of thing on Sunset. It's like, hey, let's make an Egyptian one! And it's like, rip off Disneyland sort of thing. Yeah, what'd you expect? Like Wonderland in Sydney. Everyone remember Wonderland? Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Egyptian theatre, open Robert for Robert? business! <laughs> My children need a one! He <laughs> does that pretty well. <laughs> Too well. <laughs> I, t- I, I think it's a really good move from them. Like, that, that was one of their big things, was they have to um, have these movies shown in cinema so that they can be all eligible for Oscars, so they can just do their own things now. Premieres yeah. for shows. I think that's a great idea. So... Hmm. Exciting for them, and there's going to be a lot of theatres going out of business, so they could probably pick up yeah. a few on the cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. It's like you can only come to this movie if you have a Netflix subscription. <laughs> show your Netflix because you show your Netflix card <laughs> at the door. <laughs> Get your Netflix barcode tattooed to the back. Yeah, of your and room. it's like, okay, who's actually coming? Is it you? Is it scab number one or scab number two? <laughs> that's going. Who's your guest? <laughs> hey, he's got Apple. Get him. <laughs> Yuck. Number eight. 
For the number eight piece of news, we have that John Krasinski is getting attacked on social media for selling some good news. About damn time someone attacked John Krasinski. He's just looking at the camera. John Krasinski is like, he's had it too good for too long. Yeah. He's, I mean, being been too nice, right? Yeah. He's yeah, been the nice guy problem. for too long. Too nice. Too nice. But yeah, so he has sold it to CBS. Mm-hmm. So he did an eight episode run. Mm-hmm. And now essentially people are just calling him out for it. So I've got a couple of Twitter remarks here. So this one is Remember when he created the feel good YouTube TV show to make people feel good? And now he is selling it for money? Really cool. 100% honorable. Then we've got another one here. Finding out some good news has been sold to be. Uh, yeah has been sold to be put behind a paywall is so disheartening. Yeah, you can have your good news if you pay five ninety nine a month for it. Way to completely lose the integrity behind it. So people are upset about it. He might just do what Michael Scott does in the office and make another news company and <laughs> another news company. And like he literally just keeps selling it. It wouldn't surprise me if he as well just donated what he sold it for to charity. Man, charity. You know what I'm, I'm I'm upset about is when my free stuff no longer be- becomes free. Like I deserve free entertainment, and the people that give me that free entertainment should do it for free out of the goodness of their and heart not get paid and to never do it. make a single yeah. dollar out of it. Correct. That yeah. is why I am so upset. I am the internet right now. <laughs> I think yourselves. this is really what podcasting is all about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good news podcast. It's good news. Give me your money. <laughs> I was going to say, if he makes a dollar out of it, yeah. who gives a shit? I was going to say, CBS, we're, we're not opposed to the idea. Buyer. <laughs> <laughs> I will sell out immediately. <laughs> it's like people just expect us to do things because we're famous, man. <laughs> Fuzzy, why are you wearing all Reebok? <laughs> it's just sad. <laughs> We did mention it a little bit earlier, so looping back around to it. So we're talking about AMC Entertainment this time. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about, obviously, there's some struggling theatres out there with the coronavirus going around. But reportedly, AMC Entertainment stock has now upgraded from sell to neutral. So it's looking like the bankruptcy risk for AMC has actually dissipated and mm. they're looking like they're going to come out the other end of this. Wow. So, yeah, so it looks like the big ones are still managing to hang in and it looks like they're going to start opening-ish soon-ish. Opening-ish soon-ish. Opening-ish soon-ish. Playing Bloodshot from now till Christmas. It's AMC. New yeah. Mutants coming soon-ish, maybe-ish. <laughs> it's like what, when, the, when the cinemas open re, uh, reopen, it's like Fuzzy said uh, the other day, it's like, oh, it's just going to be Bloodshot for the next couple of months. <laughs> and Sanic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Sonic. What else came out around just before shutdown? It was Bloodshot and Sonic, but there was has got to be something. Scooby-Doo. Underwater. Yeah, there'll, there'll be a oh, few yeah, of those that'll, that'll come through, but I know that um, they've reopened the drive-in cinemas here in Melbourne, and they're showing old movies like Pulp Fiction and stuff like that. So they're going to show some classic films, mm. try and get people back in gradually while new films aren't being released. So I don't mind that idea. I think it's kind of cool. I don't mind it. I'm keen to go to the movies. As long as they bring Tenant back, I don't care what else fucking gets released. Tenant. I miss Popcorn. And Choc Tops. <laughs> you can actually buy Choc Tops from, um, I think it's Coles now. Like what? the official Choc Top, Choc Tops. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're, they're, they're for sale at either Coles Boys or... Boys Choc Tops. How much do they cost and how much is our Patreon team? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can tell you one of those figures is zero. <laughs> oh. I think I think it's like you know fifteen dollars a choc top, so it's about the same price. <laughs> same, same, same. <laughs> Hook it to my veins. Number six. 
Number six, the Indiana Jones 5 producer, Frank Marshall, has confirmed that James Mangold, who we, you may know such uh, Oh, I'm really not doing well. I'm going to back in the studio. Yeah. Uh, it's a face-to-face pressure, isn't it? <laughs> who you may know from Logan, Ford vs. Ferrari, and Walk the Line, mm. will direct the new Indiana Jones 5 film. That's so. promising. That's mm. promising. He has to direct... Uh, Harrison Ford as well. That's hard. Old man Harrison Ford. Old man Harrison Ford. No, no, yeah. no, no, we need run. you to run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was great, Harrison. If you can just do talk it again. about people running today's episode, there's, there's a lot of running. There's going to be a lot of conversation about people may, who may or may not have been running at particular times. Ooh. But yes, uh, Harrison Ford will not run. Yeah, I mean that man doesn't walk like it doesn't barely walk. moves. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Ford is old. <laughs> but I mean, James Mangold. Um, he Ford vs Ferrari last year was was terrific. Um, so I, good. I mean, everyone here loves Logan as well. So yes. if it's anything like that, I mean, great. But maybe it's, it's going to be Logan, but they replace the character of Wolverine with Indiana, and like <laughs> Professor X is a priceless artifact. And it jumps his arms <laughs> off. <laughs> maybe he, if they do like an R-rated Indiana Jones, and he like whips people's eyes out and stuff. Oh, like that one of the first episodes. I think it's Castlevania. Takes a dude's eye out with a whip. Oh yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, more Castlevania whip in my Indiana Jones film. I mean, surely they're going to the bring somebody into Indiana Jones Five who can move. Shia LaBeouf. Please no. <laughs> Running for your life, Shia, Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. <laughs> Fucking gotcha. <laughs> no. <laughs> Number five. Sonic the Hedgehog is officially getting a sequel. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. A lot of people really like that movie. Not it people was, in here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fun. I had a fun time with it. It was better than I expected it was going to be. Sonic 2, run faster. I don't know. Does that have too a fast, name? Too Fast, Too Sonic? No. No, there, there, isn't, there is not a name yet. It'll Take your drift. Hmm? <laughs> Tokyo Drift Oh look I, I I just loved Jim Carrey in that film He was amazing He stole the show He was everything You wanted him to be It was good He was Jim Carrey He was Jim Carreying All over the place And Betty Schwartz I love as well So Give me a bit more of that More yeah. toilet paper jokes So There <laughs> That's what I Hasn't been any So it's pretty much The production start date Hasn't been set We haven't heard anything On cast or anything So we don't know Who's returning Or what's going to happen um, I'll be curious to see Whether they keep um, James Marsden in it Yeah he's, he's in a cage huh? I'll let him out like, oh, Get out James It's time <laughs> for another movie Come on Because I, I 100% Would not be surprised If they just went No oh, the first one Went really well Let's get someone With a little bit more Let's get <laughs> let's get Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh, good lord! Uh, but we get obviously getting tails in the next one because we got teased yeah. at the end of the the, the first one. Um, Doctor Robotnik is stuck in space. Maybe Knuckles mm. is the bad guy because wasn't Knuckles a bad guy? I don't know what he was. Didn't they, like, and they created like a robot. Yeah, Sonic there's like at an one evil stage? Sonic. Is yeah. Yeah. Shadow, Mecha, Mecha Sonic yeah. Shadow, well, Shadow, Shadow wasn't robot. He yeah. was a clone yeah, or something. He was a clone yeah. one, but there was a robot one as well. Yeah, yeah, Mecha Sonic. Yeah. I That's think they. It. I reckon they would do something like that. That'd that. be pretty cool. Because then you've got someone who can, you know, match his speed and be interesting on screen. It's basically a, this is a Flash movie. Warner Brothers are writing down. Oh, Jim Carrey's going to work for the Flash. <laughs> oh, he will. <laughs> James Marsden's going to be the love interest for the Flash. And I, yeah, to Tom's point, I would not be surprised if James Marsden doesn't come back for the sequel. He was he, he's cinematic vanilla. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's replaceable. <laughs> <laughs> if Beige was an actor. <laughs> uh. 
I already played that Number one. Five. Yes, you did. Thank you. Number four. Seamless. It's nice to hear the <laughs> Number four, like it or not, the uh, impacts of release the Snyder Cut yes. have uh, further reaching um, consequences. <laughs> That's right. We are also getting the same treatment for Suicide Squad. <laughs> yep. Release the AIR Cut is what they're calling it. Uh, <laughs> which it, it no, is. No, not me. Not me is. this time. <laughs> it is reportedly happening. So, uh going to get another one of them bad boys. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> this is why we shouldn't let the internet say things. People don't know Cocaine what is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, yeah, I saw uh, an interview with David Ayer and apparently the uh, original Suicide Squad teaser trailer that they showed at like, Comic-Con 2016 or something like that. That is original sort of footage put together and the the vibe they were going for for that trailer and then batman vs superman came out and it didn't do well and deadpool came out and it was an r-rated comedy so apparently according to david he said the executives at warner brothers went cool let's turn this from a, a serious sort of drama film to a r-rated fun comedy film mm. but it was the serious parts of that film that were the worst parts yeah. like like everything with enchantress like they they can't take away the bad stuff from You can't film. take away the main villain of the you film. You can't fix this. But unless, unless, hear me out here. I'm hearing. She comes out of the screen and dates me. In which case, perfect. No. Make it happen. Does she have her wavy arms, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> Come to bed, sweetheart. I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys? I'm willing to take one. I'm willing to take one for the team. It's nothing. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> Nothing can save that film. No, no, that can't be fixed. Uh, more now, Jared Leto, that might save the film. I think there might actually be a lot you, more Jared Leto. Are you doing any more, more like hashtag release cuts news today? Yes. Uh, is this what Michael uh, put yes. on no. our thing? Yes. Uh, about, about Star Wars? Yes. 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 Release, release the definitive oh, edition of that? Is that in? I said yes! Oh, All right. That's, that, <laughs> okay. So that's an Ian's news. Moving on! <laughs> Moving on! Let me tell you something to say yes. Number three. How'd you get the news about Frank? How to get this zipper course, all the way to the top? <laughs> number three, it wouldn't be Tom doing the news unless the one item, Lord of the Rings related, made it into the top three that's on his list. I need to have the, the Lord of the we, Rings theme on need, the zipper. We need the theme, which <laughs> is... Get excited. <laughs> <laughs> get excited, guys. Uh, yeah, Can so, you do that in Elvish? Well, get, get a little less excited for the first bit. Josh Gad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's the worst name I ever heard. Joey Jojo! (laughs) He is hosting a Lord of the Rings reunion this Sunday, American time. So tonight for us, tomorrow for... We get it in the future. No, yeah. We get it at some point. It's a timeless point. If it's tonight for us, it's yesterday for the... No, no, I'm trying to work out the math of when we release... (laughs) We release on a Monday. It releases we record on, on s- February. <laughs> <laughs> on the 1st of June, it releases. Ah, dates. Dates work. <laughs> there we go. 2020 for anybody listening to this. <laughs> In the future. If you're listening to this from 2021, hey, how you doing? Send us a message. How uh, about that coronavirus, eh? <laughs> this thing is out on Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, oh, so it's looking like so far of what we've seen, like there's going to be Peter Jackson on there. We have Ian McKellen. We have Elijah Wood, Sean Astin, Andy Circus, Sean Bean, Orlando, Orlando, Orlando's on there. Yeah, right. Florida, <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> but yeah, and it 
and more. It's a thing. I did. I did see there was a there was a photo that you put up on our sort of nerd chat, and you're like, "Oh look, I'm so excited!" I went, "I love how everyone's there," and then there's just Carl Urban dressed like Billy the Butcher from The Boys. You can tell he immediately walked off set or something. So who? I think he was just wearing a funny. That's his character. (laughs) Who was that other guy? What other guy? You know the guy that you said was Sam. That was Sam. That was Sean Astin. It was was a really bad picture. It was. It was a bad. He was in in the shade. (laughs) Very shady. Oh, well, moving on. Uh, yeah. And uh, you're you're very upset that Miranda Otto got a got a call. Yeah, because she's shit. What? Who's that? Is that, is that Miranda? Arwen? Huh? Who is she? Arwen? Eowyn? Who's that? Eowyn. Eowyn. Yeah. What's wrong with her? She's In right. that film. Who? Nah, she got she, done she, wrong, man. She, she has. The, she was the princess daughter of the horse lord. She has the acting ability of that wall. She gets cucked, essentially. <laughs> I'd rather watch yeah, that wall than watch her scenes in that film. She's she's all right. She's fantastic. Is she the one who cut the finger? What? No, 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 no. She's she's the one that is hard on for Aragorn, but Aragorn wants Liv Tyler. She's got the butt chin. Lord of the Rings fucking soap opera shit. You've got it on extended Blu-ray, in. I watched it once. That's enough. <laughs> she has red hair. That narrows it down. That's actually a thing I wanted to bring up from last week, the episode of Miss Stuff. Going, going, talking about a bit of Lord of the Rings. You were going, oh, fucking no one wants to watch a four-hour movie, Snyder. It's too fucking long. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King is four hours and 20 minutes. And it's a good film. You haven't seen the Snyder Cut. It I could be good. Correctly. <laughs> I assume that the base material that they use for the Schneider Cut is still terrible. <laughs> so. <laughs> I need that sound. <laughs> I need that sound. Number two. Number two is going to be a great piece of news because we did actually talk about a trailer <laughs> that we were going to watch beforehand. Oh, and we forgot to watch it. Let's give it a go. <laughs> so, can you desc- can you paint a mental picture in our mind? the trailer for us. Oh, I haven't watched it. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Back in action. Hey, I, I put more effort into this one than you'd regular. <laughs> Um, there was. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> the the uh, trailer for Umbrella Academy season two. Let's Just describe it. Discuss. There's I haven't umbrellas, watched season one. The umbrellas in the rain, black umbrellas. Apparently, it's really good. It I've been really told good. to watch it. I can't be fucked. You should watch I, I enjoyed it. I, saw, I did see that video clip of them all dancing around in isolation to um, the theme song, the, the the song that they had in the original um, series. It was quite fun. Mm. So they're, they're obviously very excited about getting this release through. It is a comic book, from my understanding. Yes. Yes, yes. it is. It's not, a, it's not a bad show, series one, um, but it's not perfect. It's not Batman vs. Superman good, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, so it's really shit. <laughs> it's not Aquaman. No, it's, it's a, it's a nice. fun um, comic series that they put into... I, I think they've done a really good job of putting it on the screen. Um, yeah. yeah, it was intriguing. It's it like was a monkey different. butler as well. Yeah. yeah, there is. And there's a lot of that stuff that's just left there. It's like there's not much explanation. It's just things that you have to accept, which is kind of cool. It feels a little bit like uh, Watchmen. Um, mm. There's kind of just things that happen and you fill in the uh, the backstory for yourself. So mm. I, I like that. So I'm looking mm. forward to it. You didn't it. like it with Mad Max. What do you mean I have to tell my own story? Yeah, that was shit because there's no actual story that they were telling anyway. I'm crying, this guy fucking... <laughs> there's enough contextual stuff within Umbrella Academy as well as additional stories. plenty of contextual in Mad Max. He's mad it's all and context. his name is Max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, Umbrella Academy. It's definitely worth a watch. It is worth a watch. I'll give it a watch. That's not bad for not having watched the trailer. <laughs> 
Yes, right. What had it? Oh one boy, I can't believe Alan Page. I can't tell you. No, you don't want to. Like that. That's a massive. The monkey butler dies, doesn't he? Seriously, just watch it because the monkey is his uncle. No, I don't think we'll be telling them about that. There's some big swings in the story during the um, the last few episodes, and mm. it I think it's like the way that it ends is actually quite epic. So it's something that I think yeah. you should watch. I think you enjoy it. Thank God they'll have a bigger budget as well because it's about to get into some more actiony stuff. I think more mutanty powers like that. Mm. I think it was like season two of Game of Thrones. It was like there's going to be this big battle, and it's shown from Tyrion's point of view, and he just gets knocked out and wakes up. And the battle's <laughs> yes. over. Yeah, you got an axe to the face and you fell over. Yeah, good job, Tyrion. Yes. Why are you putting down the good seasons, man? Season two, good season. It is a good season. Better than fucking last one. Everything is better than the last one. It's like every Star Wars film is better than The Rise of Skywalker. Wow. Yeah. I feel sorry for Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is better. (laughs) (laughs) Phantom Menace would like to have a word. Attack of the Clones and (laughs) Phantom Menace are both better than Rise of Skywalker. I don't know about that. (laughs) When's the last time you watched Attack of the Clones? Last week. Really? Yeah. Why'd you do that to yourself? Because I bought a Count Dooku figure. Ah. Like Why boss. didn't you just watch the start of three? <laughs> nah, because he dies. <laughs> I've got a YouTube video that's about five minutes long, just shows all of the Dooku scenes. That's all you need. I mean, without the intro and the outro, that's a two-minute video. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't have the, the honorable... trailer was really good, by the way, Tom. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> Umbrella well, Academy. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> now, I don't have the honorable mention sound. I am sorry. So, Ian... <laughs> Do another one Just fill in with another one Don't you have any music there at all uh, Yes, yes I do Yes I do Let me Pause Click pause. <laughs> Here we go I kind of like it <laughs> uh, That's better than what we had <laughs> That was there the whole time. (laughs) That is called Oscars too long. (laughs) What have we been doing? Oh my god! All right, welcome back. I'm Pat, participating in this week's dishonorable news. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is that quality. (laughs) Okay, that was great. Thanks, Ian. (laughs) Play that wrap-up music (laughs) in movie news. (laughs) Stop. In movie news, Quentin Fiorino has revealed his top favourite movie of the last decade, and to everyone's surprise, it wasn't his own. <laughs> it's The Social Network, hands <laughs> down. <laughs> Tarantino said it's his number one because it's the best, that's all. It crushes all the competition. This anchor was shocked to hear that Tarantino picked a movie so different to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so I guess he does know what a plot is. Ooh. A burn! <laughs> In music-ish kind of news, in the year 2000, the first X-Men movie released, and we now know that pop star Michael Jackson uh, auditioned for the role of Professor X. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Imagine having that guy in your bed. I mean, in your head. Uh, what are they? What are they called? Oh, no, a bit. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we've managed to get a transcript of his audition, and I'll Logan. read that section for you now. Yeah. Mutation It's the key to our evolution It has enabled us to evolve from a single-celled organism Into the dominant species on the planet This process is slow Normally taking thousands and thousands of years But every few hundred millennia Evolution takes a hee-hee forward (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha, bitch (laughs) (laughs) 
That's fantastic. That was so much more innocent than I was expecting. Yeah. I was like, oh, buckle down, people. Oh, yeah. I was something about I was a professor expect- in charge of a school of children. Yeah. Hello again. How many times do, I, do, do jokes give you ice cream headaches? Because I have one right now. That's this whole section. <laughs> and finally, in nerd news, turns out Tom was right? Last week, Tom chose to have the Snyder Cut as the number one piece of news on the basis that it means a lot for the industry. Well, it turns out he may have been right. Who would have thunk it? Star Wars yeah. fans have set up a petition on Change.org with the sole goal of having Disney release a four-hour extended cut of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Yes. <laughs> the page description reads... <coughs> Let me catch my throat. Um, The original Star Wars Revenge of the Sith 2005 cut was over four hours long, Mm -hmm. and we think that George Lucas should do the right thing and give the fans what we deserve and what is rightfully ours. We love democracy. Did I say interrupt, bitch? I didn't say interrupt. (laughs) I love how he said that just after we love democracy. (laughs) (laughs) We love democracy, and we hope he does too. Well, there you have it. Tom predicted. Tom predicted it, <laughs> and the fact that there is zero evidence that a four-hour cut of Revenge of the Sith even exists won't stop these greasy nerds on the internet from demanding to see things that probably aren't even better. There is a four-hour cut of that. There film. is no evidence that a four-hour cut exists. Okay. That is correct. I'll totally watch that. <laughs> right. If you watch like the five. I've been. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Interrupt me. I'm not doing this segment anymore. Fuck this. Play my outro. <laughs> well done. Well done. And no, you don't fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, nerds, you don't own yeah, art. No, no. There's and no way George Lucas is going to release absolutely that. Absolutely not. Especially like, when he gave us Ewoks blinking. Yeah, no, there's no fucking. Like, that's the worst thing ever. Like, yeah. And this self-righteous fandom going, we fucking own all of this stuff. You owe us this thing. No, We're the fans. No. Plus Disney I owns paid it as well. 20 bucks to see this movie. Plus uh, Disney own it as well. And there's no way they're going to do it. No. Because it's going to make their films look worse. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but particularly if it's not good, they won't release it. Even if it exists. Yeah. Which it probably doesn't. Because mm. uh, apparently the, the whole... Count Dooku getting killed, capturing the Palp, uh, uh, getting uh, Chancellor Palpatine from the ship and all that sort of stuff. That went for over an hour. There's a lot of apparently. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> apparently. These, these, you re- apparently. Remember that these rumours have come from the same people who are demanding to see it. I, I mean, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. All about the motions to it on a podcast. Uh, number one, we have Henry Cavill. My mate. He is <laughs> Do you know him? coming back. He was the Witcher. As Superman. <laughs> Woo! Very happy. Very happy? Yeah. Tell us how happy you are, Duty. I have an erection under this wooden table. Ew. It's not I a big that. erection. More of a semi. A semi? Yeah. yeah. That's about how I feel about his portrayal of Superman. Yeah, so much wood in this room. But yes, we did hear it as rumours, and then of course we actually did see some uh, Instagram posts from Cavill himself saying that he had been going back to the gym to get into his Superman fighting form. Because his Superman physique and his Geralt physique are two separate things. Yeah, because like he needs to have massive, he needs to have like massive forearms for Geralt because all of his sword shit is all forearm training, hmm. where Superman is just chest. Yes. Yeah. 
it's very upper body heavy. Mm, mm. But I mean, it's good news that we're getting one of the good actors back. I guess. <laughs> I, I, I like him as Superman. <laughs> Didn't like him as Superman. So yeah, I don't mind him as Superman. He's all right. It's as just... long as he gets a mustache. Like, <laughs> as long as they have to CGI out some weird facial hair. See how we they should have left mutton chops. Great. <laughs> there, there is a there is a leaked photo of actually the. The, the, the mustache in the suit and it actually looks really good he had I mean, facial hair in Man of Steel so it makes sense release yeah, yeah. the mustache cut that's what <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. saying that's what I'll see I'd pay 20 bucks <laughs> I, would, I would literally pay 20 bucks to see a movie of Superman with a mustache it's yeah. gonna it's, it's, I would it's gonna be interesting though in regards to how like where Superman's gonna fit if he's just gonna appear in his own separate like a, a, a think Superman sequel or if he's gonna be in like Shazam in, or something or The Rocks movie like Adam? Yeah. Yeah. I reckon that's where we'll see it. But also, like, what suit will he wear? Because if he's training now, I'm pretty sure Black the Adam r- is the next one. The Rock is, he's working out for Black Adam now, exactly. and all of these things are hashtag Black Adam. at the same time. It tells yeah. me that they're both mm. preparing for the same movie, because there's no other movies that are happening in DC because they're not good. There's also, I think it was like two years ago, there's Isn't a photo doing of... like a Flash movie or something, or... <laughs> that got uh, uh, rescripted five times, and now it's not happening. <laughs> it's not I, I, I have no idea what they still have slated and what they've cancelled by this point. There's a, yeah. I think it was like two years ago, there's a photo of The Rock and Henry Cavill like drinking his tequila in his backyard, talking about Superman and Batman. It's like, we've got plans, uh, Superman and uh, Black Adam. It's like, we've got plans, but we can't tell you. And they're just like two jacked up guys in there with these tidy tequila glasses. It looks really fucking funny. <laughs> That's what it'll be. There we go. Excellent. Well done. Yes. Do the thing. What thing? The thing. Which thing? To say that... Oh, the, the, oh that yeah. thing. Yeah. News complete. Hey! Well done. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Ian, for your dishonorable news. I participated. Yes, you did. <laughs> this name's getting me fucking every time. <laughs> hey, guys. We have a sponsor. Duty, who is that sponsor? Our sponsor is Incognito Comics. What Tell do they us do, about Fuzzy? Them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hosting the It's all right. We normally do this back and forth all the time. Yeah, so Incognito Comics, of course, are our lovely sponsor at 32B Bignall Road, Moorabbin. What's that address? 32B for Bignall. <laughs> Bignall Road, Moorabbin. <laughs> and uh, they're essentially a comic book shop. They've been uh, doing quite... Uh, Quite well in regards to people like can't go out, can't really go anywhere. People are coming in, they're buying some books, they're going home, they're reading. Um, new comic books are now coming in. There's some awesome new comic books coming out. One called uh, Year Zero, which I read last week. Uh, it is a zombie apocalypse book, and it's like the first day of the zombie apocalypse. But you don't see any zombies in the f- in the book, which is really cool. It's all from the human's point of view, and sort of not necessarily their ignorance, but their happens chance by not seeing something. Um, one of which is like this uh, this uh, character in uh, in Mexico and during Day of the Dead, um, he is on sort of the the poorer side of life, and a, a rich kid is picking on him, and he throws food down a drain, and he throws change down a drain. He's like, ah. so he goes down and goes and gets the change and the food and all this sort of stuff like that. And when he goes down there, zombies come through and just destroy the street. And then when he comes back up, he just sees there's food lying on the ground. He's like, oh hello. <laughs> so it's it's all like from this different. Point of view. like Shaun of the Dead. That a little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's quite good. So, uh, of course, they've got heaps of new books. There's a new thing going on with DC called the Joker War, which is what they're teasing and going th- uh, sort of towards. Uh, I'm still waiting for Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number five. Um, I'm very excited. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, you can find them online at incognitocomics.com.au. You can come to their store at 32B Bignor Road, Moorabbin. Uh, there is also the lovely Reggie who will greet any- everyone and anyone at the door. 
Yes. We saw he, he's nearly knocked over Little Fuzz. Yes. <laughs> he's very excited to see people again. Yeah. So. It's like, it's just not online orders anymore. <laughs> but Reggie is a dog for those playing at home. <laughs> <laughs> not a little furry man. He, he shares the same crate as James Mars. <laughs> but he gets let out more. <laughs> Yes, uh, so uh, incognitocomics.com.au or in the store. Excellent. Thank mm. you very much, Judy. No worries, Fuzzy. What have we got? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got? I don't know. When do uh, we want it? <laughs> this week, guys, we're talking about a topic. We did a, another poll on our listener community. If you're not part of the listener community, by the way, be part of it because you can tell us what to watch when there's nothing else to watch. This week we did a poll. It was a special poll. It was the golden poll. Mm. It's a golden poll. <laughs> and we put up a... Uh, golden, num- <laughs> golden, golden poll. <laughs> Go on. I know it's it's a happen. golden poll. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, and most of these movies were James Bond related. One of them was not. <laughs> it's, it's a, a golden, golden poll. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for round two news. (laughs) (laughs) Number ten. No, but this poll was uh, all about James Bond movies and a gold member, but we did end up settling on one quite substantial winner this week. Mm -hmm. Yes. Twas golden eye. (laughs) Twas the night before golden (laughs) eye. And I'll stop it there. Oh, before that. You can keep it going, because there's going to be nothing else happening in that song, because it's fucking boring. What? Wow. What? What about that bit? Yeah. <laughs> what about that bit? They're trumpets. Don't what you about? see reflections in the water? I'm falling Feel asleep. His presence. Feel his go. presence, Fuzzy. Feel his presence. Feel it. Hey, yeah. Feeling something. Mm. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And can you give us a bit of a brief synopsis? A brief for synopsis. Golden you are the Bond man. I think we're all Bondage. Bond. Yeah, slightly yeah. different. All right. One I'm not allowed to do anymore. In the <laughs> shop. <laughs> Not live. <laughs> All right, James Bond, international man of spy mystery. <laughs> Worst spy ever. <laughs> Worst spy ever. Uses his I get it. Name. I have bad teeth. <laughs> we see him, opening scene, running along a dam. Then he jumps off the dam. Do you want the whole Yeah, plot yeah, nah, this is great. Synopsis. Synopsis. Okay. <laughs> Cut it down. Still, yeah. still also the world record for longest, but Basically, I, say, I, don't, I don't think that was him. I, th- right. I think someone else jumps off the dam and then it cuts to James Bond. Really? <laughs> you don't <laughs> different, say. Different guy altogether. <laughs> are you telling me that that maybe that John Travolta and Nicolas Cage didn't actually trade faces? Because <laughs> I don't believe you, Tom. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. that. They're, they're part of the running that will come up later. Yes, please, continue yes. with synopsis. Basically, uh, James Bond needs to stop a plot of use of... Uh, special technology <laughs> that wipes out electricity. Oh, I feel like I need to think of the sample member. Do you remember when when you went <laughs> when then, you went to had your know, when you were you <laughs> basically some bad guys in Russia have got a very special technology called the Golden Eye, which is an EMP device, and James Bond needs to stop them from their evil mastery plan of using it. Mm. Yes, that's correct. See, can do synopsis, choose not to. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> ah, yes, there we go. So this is one of the uh, the new series of James Bond. It was the big reboot. 95. Yeah, there we go. It was a magical time after James Bond had almost died. We through, were three. Yeah, there we go. I was slightly older. Um, <laughs> Five. <laughs> let's talk about positives from this film yeah. because there's a lot of positives to be had. Um, let's start. Fun movie. Do you want to start? 
Should we move on? You did the synopsis. We'll go that way. Okay, we'll go that way. It's a podcast. But those of you at home, we're going <laughs> upwards. All right, so opposite pole or opposite? Uh, look, I, I really, really enjoy this film. This is, hands down, my second favourite Bond film of all time. Um, it's fuckload of action. I love the song. I love the setting. I love the actors. The fucking tank scene in Moscow. It fucking drifts around a corner. I'm like... Drifting a tank is pretty Drifting fantastic. a tank is fantastic. You're not bad actually you drift a tank. Yeah. That or you go through and a building. And straighten your tie. Straighten your fucking tie. <laughs> so it's... I, I, I fucking love this film. I think it's fantastic. Um, I don't really have any... Shit. If, if you haven't seen it, I think it's a film you definitely need to see. It does hold the record for the world's longest bungee jump. Uh, watching it in 4K is fantastic. However, you will see that some shit are models. Um, I, I think it, I think <laughs> a, a lot of shit is models. a lot of shit is models. Um, I think it holds up really, really well. I, I I don't think it's necessarily like one of those. There are certain Bond films that age rather poorly, rather quickly, like. Uh, Thunderball with the fucking jetpack that he shoots out of out of the the church at the end at the start of the film. I You're wouldn't like, say that's aged rather quickly. That movie's old. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's like seventy years old. Yeah, somewhere. Like but like it, it's it's aged significantly in terms of age. The only in thing terms of age, <laughs> it's age. The only thing that really gives away this movie's age is like computers. Like when you when you go into like a mission control room and there's a fuckload of tube screen PC monitors and you're like, all right, cool. But like the some guns of the CG and some of the gadgets the and stuff like that. There are yeah. some other things that they do, but we'll get into that. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I really, really enjoy this film. Um, it's also a fantastic game on the Nintendo 64. It is a fantastic game on the Nintendo 64. And I agree. Yeah. It's a great game on the Nintendo 64. Damn right unplayable now because you go in there and you're like, how the fuck did I aim as a kid? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, you devs, don't. the devs officially came out and said playing his odd job is officially cheating because he is shorter than the rest. Oh, don't it is. put him in the game. And you have to manually aim to hit him. There you go. I, don't know, I, I really like it. I think, the, I think it does... It's it's still got those traditional sort of tropes that Bond had from the introduction of, say, Goldfinger, with uh, Q going over the gadgets, the, the him using some of the gadgets as well. There's one major gadget that does not get used, um, but it's it's got all the of sandwich? those. The BMW, <laughs> <laughs> it's that big ass gadget. Uh, yeah, yeah. He specifically talks about the rockets, right? Stinger missiles coming out of the headlights. Talks about a lot of things in the BMW, and then he it's just gives only, the BMW. He gives away. it away. Americans that, like, yeah, that somehow it. gets to Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, right. <laughs> there, there is fun. Correct. There is fun fact about that BMW as well. But it's it's got everything that a Bond film I think sort of needs to have. You need, I think you need to have the cue going. This is what you're getting, and this is what all the shit does. Sure. Like we get that with the Daniel Craig ones, where it's like it's a pistol mapped to your handprint, so only you can fire it. And I'm like, God, it's still that scene, so it's still checking that box for me for a Bond film. Mm. But I, I don't really see many problems with this. There might be problems that you guys have that I'm sitting there going, actually, yeah, that's actually a fairly good point. But just, I think this is one of those ones I can just sit down, put on, and watch. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely one of those movies, right? Yeah. 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 Thumb. Yeah, I think so. Growing up, this was the first Bond film that I saw. And this was the one that I watched again and again and again as an action film. And again I and loved again it. Again and again. Again and again and again. Um, and I think. Overall, just from the nostalgia angle of this film, I really enjoy it. Um, it's a bit of fun. I will say to a certain point, I actually really enjoy it. And I don't think I've actually noticed in the past, because it's been a long time since I've watched this film, the quippy comedy that's in it is just really enjoyable. There's a lot of it. Uh, so there good. is a lot of it. Who's that? The next girl. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Fucking great. 
Not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying. <laughs> no, I'm trying to remember what what is the um. Uh, oh no! When he's just like, do you know? Uh, t- tell him how often it's cold in. Ru- oh, when it's winter in Russia, and he's just well, like, well, it depends. <laughs> tell <laughs> shut, him, up. shut up! <laughs> tell Dimitri. We lay down. Take a hike. Who is strangling cat? <laughs> that is my mistress. <laughs> yeah, Robbie Coltrane. Oh, yeah, there's a reason I brought him back. That's yeah, probably my favorite. Fantastic. That's probably my favorite point of this film. I will say. Um, Mini drivers like two seconds of screen time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Muffin? Stand by, old man! <laughs> Take a hike! <laughs> I hear the new M is a lady. Helicopters. I have six. Three. Three. None of which that work. <laughs> <laughs> There's some fantastic quips in this movie. I give him the limp. <laughs> and I do think that this film... I'm not sure whether it was intentional at the time, but it's the right level of ridiculous for me to laugh at now, but laugh at in a good way. Yes. <laughs> it's not campy ridiculousness. Yeah. The well, action is still kind of serious. There's still seriousness there. There is some campiness to it, but that's part of James Bond. There's always yeah. a mm. little bit of like Unless you're Daniel Craig. <laughs> yeah. No, even he's No campiness. Yeah. He he was no. a lot more gritty, I would say, yeah. Than, yeah. than anything. But he, there was still some campiness in some of those films. So mm. it's silliness more than th- this old school style. Yeah. And of course, who 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 doesn't love a little bit of Sean Bean? I I, oh, I yeah. love him, of course, as Alec so Trevelyan. Young. So young. <laughs> Great bad guy, by the way. Yes. Oh, very one much. One of so. the best. Uh, that's that's one of the. Uh, we'll talk about it later when we we're sort of dissecting the film. I have a question about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, and I do. He's of course. 006. He's Thank you. Russian. He's not Russian. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. He's Lienz Cossack. That's it. There we go. And do also like, um, of course, Dame Judy Dench as M. If I want to and, sarcasm, I speak to my children. Well, and I, and I like that alteration that they have where she comes in and she's just like, I know you're a misogynistic sort of pig sort of yeah. thing. And I'm just like, I won't stand for it. I'm just like, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. you tell him, five foot, gorgeous woman. <laughs> She's amazing. So yeah, she fantastic. she really embodied that character and really owned it for you know through another series of James Bonds. So. Yeah. It's, mm. it's it's it was sort of like a, a growing up watching Goldeneye and you know watching all of the Bond films until we got to Skyfall. It made me really really like heartbreakingly sad when she passes away in Skyfall because you know Spoilers. that's. That's the M that like we grew up with, like, yeah. and we're seeing her through all the sort of the, the modern. She's been she's been in yeah. the most amount of Bond movies out of everyone. Really, I think yeah, just the way she like she carries herself in these films, she owns that role, and uh, it's a very like it can be a very masculine type of film. It's all this machismo yeah. and yeah, you know, treating w- women as objects and doing all this manly stuff. And she's very like she stands out and owns her space, and it's really awesome to see her be. Uh, be that dominant figure within that within that genre. There was something mm. I Ian, Ian and Fuzzy are probably like. Of course, dude, that's fucking the thing. But there's a line. Sound like us. Yeah, <laughs> it, it sounds exactly like. That there's a line in the film where 006 says to Bond, like, "Oh, that M would send send out her bu- uh, bulldog terrier or whatever it is," and then M has a, like a little bulldog terrier that he gives to Bond as when she's dead. Yeah. Mm. I'd never put that those those connections would, yeah. together because like he says it in, in Goldeneye and then it's like a little bit of a thing in Skyfall. Oh, that like that you got that ugly ass dog. Is that like bulldog? No, I, I, I never noticed that. 
Carry on. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, good. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, I'll let Ian say some things. I got nothing to say. This movie's meh. No. <laughs> I love this movie. Dude. I love this movie. Oh, this is one of my favorite Bond movies. One of my favorite movies because it's just so easy to watch. It's so fun. It's accessible. Yeah. yeah. This is this is kind of like if you were to take a Bond and put it into the MCU, this would probably be the Bond that fits the best because he's got the seriousness that's required, but he's still got that funny, comical... It's got the over-the-topness of an MCU film. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the right one. You couldn't put Daniel Craig in there, for instance. And I think no. what made this movie so good is that it allowed there to be a change in James Bond by still keeping what is James Bond. Mm. And if it wasn't for... And we can talk about how... Pierce Brosnan's other movies kind of went <laughs> off track a little. Um, but, if, but if it wasn't for the Pierce Brosnan movies, we wouldn't have been able to jump into the Daniel Craig movies. We had to have that in-between of what was prior. Yeah. That's um, as, it was a, trying to lead out of the campiness into more serious movies. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of things. And the biggest thing is having M there um, mm. and having M be a female that doesn't take shit is really important. And even Money Penny as well in this movie's changed, and she she gives him back yeah. crap, which is fantastic. Not to just see. this woman sitting there in these yeah, frilly dresses, like fawning over him. Yeah, exactly. I mean she's in a frilly dress but she's like oh why dressed up like I was going out on a date yeah. motherfucker it's kind of a, a form fitting sexy dress though not like a like there's some dresses that uh, Money Penny wears in the um, the early Connery films which yeah. are terrible it's the same she Money Penny like from Connery to bird, Dalton like, isn't it I think it is I'm sure she lasted a long time. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think this is the first changeover. Uh, she was there at least for Roger Moore. I know that. Yeah, I, I think, think she was there I for think Dalton at the end as well. of Roger Moore. Yeah, she was, and she was aging alongside Roger Moore. Yeah, which was but, yeah. yeah, new money penny in this one, mm. which mm. is good. Mm. I think there was a lot of things that they did that were needed to be done, mm. um, and one of them as well is just having a villain that is you know in some way related to James Bond and MI6 in general. Yeah which they did again in Skyfall, and at both cases it worked very well. So Same I, director as well, I think. Uh, no, Casino Royale is the same director ah. as um, GoldenEye. Both of them were reboots, so to speak. So I think that this movie does a lot of things right, and it's good fun, and just don't overthink it. Mm. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, Fuzzy. Um, I think my biggest positive we've touched on a couple of times is, is Sean Bean in this film. Like a D, he's he is probably one of the the most solid bad guys they've had throughout the series because there is emotional connection between him and Bond. Yeah, I think they tried to force it a little bit too much with Blofeld and um, yeah, and in, in these latest series of James mm. Bonds, it fe- it didn't feel earned. You know, it was like that. I've always been here, James Bond, even though there was no reference to me in the previous th- three films. It was always me. It's like, no, fuck yourself. Like that's yeah. you can have a reference, but make it as like a fourth rewatch. Or, oh, I didn't notice the yeah, that but logo they absolutely yeah. yeah. If they'd left an Easter egg in there, like you know, a photo of him lying around or something that you'd reference, yes, that would have been great. But mm. they didn't, yeah. and that's the problem. Whereas in this film, they were able, within the space of the entire film, were able to create a backstory and have it come to a successful resolution and have that connection between the two of them. And that's awesome. Yeah. They did that so, so well. And Sean Bean plays it to like an absolute, absolute perfection. So mm. I think that makes, like, we've talked about it a lot with like the Marvel films, them not having good bad guys. 
that that's one of their biggest struggles. This yeah. made the film. It was somebody that was an equal with James Bond. Yeah. So yeah, a it lot was, of good stuff. A with lot. That. Yeah, you're right. It's it brings a lot more dimensionality to the villains, which we've never really had in Bond films before. That. Mm. Yeah, they're always sort of these evil like patriarchs. They've got you know Three they nipples. have yeah. they only have Number lots of money one. and yeah they building satellites and all the rest of it this is like just a really cool badass secret agent like you know stealing stuff yeah, yeah. it's cool i like that so and and a lot of this film is very accessible it's just the action's easy it's just really like you can jump straight into it and not feel out of your depth in the film like you're not feeling like you're missing anything it's you don't need to know any prior knowledge like you know who james bond is because of the cultural icon that the character is but you mm. don't need to watch anything previous to watch it yeah i think a lot of that is that this film takes its time to develop into the big spectacle that is james bond as well the first half of this film there's not a whole lot of action it's not until they actually get arrested after the helicopter scene yeah that that that's when the action really kicks off from that point and it goes down a more bond avenue mm. with the big with the train villainous, and the tank and stuff yeah you know underground layer and things like that it's up to that point it's a lot more kind of spy thriller yeah mm. but the, this has all of those elements to it it has you know casino moments it has action ga- yeah. it has car chases it, it has everything that you would want it ticks all of the boxes for a James Bond film but it doesn't feel like it's doing fan service you know you get a little bit of that in like yeah. Skyfall and Spectre they were like very much we're going to do all of the things yeah. it's going to take us three hours to do it this yeah. was done in two hours and ten minutes like that's a it's a yeah. tight package and it works really really well so it's just a well put together film. Mm. It's so well paced. Absolutely, so well paced. It starts off like the the first scene is the the the, ju- the bungee jump, and then it's action, and then there's the jump after the plane. Yeah, and that's you know in the first fifteen minutes we've got like a pretty damn good cold open. We got a cold open One and of the an best, I'd say. yeah, absolutely. It's it's really concise. So it's uh, I think that that really goes to set the pace and the tone for the rest of the film. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah there we go. All right, let's talk about it. Let's do the round of negatives. It's going to be pretty quick in the first couple of segments, I believe. Yeah, I don't have much to say negative-wise for this film. Um, it's not my favourite Bond film, but that's because... It's you said it was your second favourite. Second favourite, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's not my favourite, so it's it's it doesn't have the same things that, say, Goldeneye has that I like. Like, it's got the... This is gold. Oh, We're sorry, talking gold, about Goldeneye. Goldfinger. <laughs> Goldfinger. Yep. The other gold. The other gold. Gold member? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 got the Aston Martin DB5, and I like that it's got the references bring back something classic from the old films and all that stuff like the DB5. But does nothing, absolutely fucking nothing, with the BMW. No, it's got point? stinger like, missiles and armor plating, and you could tell and it was clearly just we had to have a BMW in there because we need a BMW that was, money. And that this was, is this uh, is the start of the real modification of James Bond. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that car wasn't. That car left the production line and immediately went to set. That actually wasn't ready to do anything with it. The car wasn't ready for yeah. filming. Was uh, it the same car they used in the next couple of James Bond? No, nah, he's was... got a he's got a four door saloon. I think an M three or something like that in the next one, and then he's got a, a, the new Z three in uh, tomorrow. Uh, Worlds Z- enough. Yeah, okay. He's got the new Z three that gets cut in half by the hanging buzzsawed helicopters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I didn't like the James uh, the BMW era of James Bond. I just don't think it's it's not his kind of car. No. 
Aston no. Martins. It's, yeah. Well, it's not, it's not English. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, a, it's a huge. No, we had when a you, fucking Lotus. <laughs> but when you go from seeing the Aston Martin <laughs> at the very start, yeah, and yeah. then the, the little like sporty baby blue BMW sort of thing, it's just like it didn't feel right. No. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, it's and like you say, it just shows up in in Cuba for no fucking apparent reason. They drive to a plane. Or they drive, they yeah, they drive to a plane. Yeah, they yeah. drive for like twenty seconds, and then Wade stops them. And yeah, it would have been fantastic if like the American guy drove away with it, and then there was just an explosion or something in the background. <laughs> yeah. That would have been that fantastic. Been yeah. He I'll pushes the push hazard button. lines, and all of a sudden the thing blows <laughs> or, up, or he just shoots out the top of it. <laughs> that would have yeah. I I'm not a big fan of the Wade character, to be completely honest. Um, he no. he was uh, he was a bad guy in uh, was it Living Daylights. Uh, it was either, yeah, it was, it was, one, living of the, it was one of the two. Yeah, so he was one of the bad guys, uh, like he was an arms dealer. So having him back was an odd choice. Mm. So it's he's a repeat actor, but different character and... Different Bond. Yeah, he's playing... And he's already, and he's met Bond. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> but he's essentially like replacing Felix Leiter. Yeah. Who is yeah, um, the CIA the whole operative? Time I was thinking, it's like, why not just have Felix Leiter? Yeah, which is it's stupid. Makes no sense. Yeah, but um, yeah, just odd to have him in there. And he, I don't know if he suited the tone of the film. He kind of is in that quippy comedy kind of side. Yeah, like when he's repairing the his fucking shitty car, and he just puts a screwdriver to it and hits it with a sledgehammer, and it starts back up. And the the rose tattoo. And do you, do, you do any gardening? Uh, yeah, I oh, mean that's mm. pretty funny, light. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Any I'd, other negatives for you? Um, no, not really. I, I, I like this film. I, it's 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 up there for me for Bond. Sure, Thomas. Yep. Well, so <laughs> Ooh, I think it's go. a little bit. It's going to be one of the ones that it comes across all the Bond films. Somebody was going to say it is the the way that women are portrayed in these films oh, is yeah. every Bond film before Craig, basically. I know, but it's it is awful. <laughs> uh, the fact that characters literally just fall in love with him at like the click of the his finger like but i mean instantly and it happens twice in this film with the girl at the start where he pulls out the champagne and all of a sudden she's like oh and also it happens adrenaline moment you know you got that adrenaline pump and then you need a pump the the funniest thing is the funniest thing after the train scene the same thing happens <laughs> and Siobhan yeah. was watching it and she was like what is it this is ridiculous and, and I said would the same thing I went, sure. I went adrenaline, adrenaline. <laughs> would you not make out with Pierce Brosnan if you made your life I fucking would in that movie Pierce Brosnan Pierce Brosnan is a babe uh, he was about to go downhill very fast but <laughs> no he, he went downhill when he hit the die another day yeah. but he's just old but, but he's a babe uh, I, I think from that aspect, these film that film has aged and isn't as accessible to people who haven't seen it in the past. So I watched this one with Siobhan and her mother. I don't think they appreciated this film anywhere near to the same effect that I did. Good thing we didn't watch Goldfinger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of smacking on the Thru- ass. And smacking and yeah. throwing into the hay and a bit forcefulness and stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a it lot was of the style at the time. Yeah, I, I, it was one of those ha- like hangovers from the previous Bonds that just yeah. never worked. They yeah. tried to sort of lean away from it a little bit with um, the Dalton era, but it just never really took. Like well, Roger even, Moore, even then in the Dalton era, it still had these bits in it. Yeah, where they just fall in love with him for no real reason. Yeah. And, like, you feel like in the Daniel Craig movies, like, he actually has to work for it a little bit. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's 
only a little bit of resistance, but it's still like yeah, they <laughs> some still, characters uh, provide no resistance, but they're still like but individual characters. But he makes the effort in those movies as well. Like he in the Daniel Craig ones, he's actually flirting with them. Yeah, he's actually in, in up to that point, they fall in love with him. And they're yeah. individual characters that they they develop and they're unique. And Ava Green, like, uh, and the, oh, like amazing. she's amazing in that first film. The, the, that's the thing. Daniel Craig is is actually charming and trying to put something through in those films. Mm. In this, Pierce Brosnan has an English accent. I and mean, a bow tie. <laughs> and, that's, that's, if, I, if you could fucking accent, <laughs> <laughs> British, am I right? He is right. Um, I mean, you think that's bad? There's this in one of the ear- earlier Connery films. There's a girl in a bath and goes, "Can you g- hand me something to get dressed in?" And he just gives her shoes. shoes. It's so good. <laughs> and he just sits in a chair and waits for her to get out of the bath. Um, and, <laughs> and I'm uh, not gonna lie. I've I done did, that to Mod when she said, "Can you hand me a towel?" And I just give her <laughs> shoes. <laughs> um, I think also so from that betrayal as well, Zenya. Interesting oh, yeah. character, bit strange. Completely <laughs> bit weird. But that, again, like, that's that I, I get that they're trying people. to d- yeah. develop it, but uh, I, I, I find it. I didn't find it odd when I used to watch it, but in this, I was sort of like, oh, okay, interesting choice, but eh. Yeah. Um, and besides that, I think one of the other things that should point out is um, there's some uh, there's some green screen in this film. Oh yeah, especially in that last uh, fight scene on the satellite dish. Yep, yeah, it's pretty bad. And the water that like goes like, backwards the, in yeah, reverse. The, the, the reverse oh water. Oh my god, it's ter- It looks terrible. I never noticed it before. Yeah, if you if you watch it in 4K, it's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> some of that stuff, like it's it's pretty bad, man. Yeah. Yep. Are you talking? What year did this movie come? Ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah. yeah. So it's. You know, it's not still for a, for a twenty five well, no, yeah, years. Twenty five year old film, it still look pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, but the the section, the big sections of green screen that bothered me, mm. all that was was a sky in the background. Yeah, like it's there. Go it's outside. in the sky. Actually, <laughs> well, where are we gonna find the sky? <laughs> I actually think like bits like those close ups on the satellite, it looks like green screen because this it's just blue. Yeah. Whereas if there had been a cloud there, it might, it might like it might not even blue. actually be green screen. It might just be It was a perfect camera, fucking camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, yeah. It's just because there's nothing there that it looks really bad. I think the biggest problem they had with a lot of that stuff was Pierce Brosnan does not do any of his own stunts, no. um, including things like running. So the first scene where the guy's running, where James Bond is running across the top of the dam, like no danger whatsoever. It's just a like concrete and running. That's not Pierce Brosnan. Those are really no, baggy clothes. It's, it's awesome. It's clear. That's the issue. It's clearly not him. Exactly like, right. A hundred percent certainty. You go. That's not him. Yeah. And so, like, any chance of him being in danger, he's like, no fucking thank you. He's not like, you know, Tom Cruise obviously gets involved with a lot of his own Tom Cruise does all of his own stuff. That's right. So he's engaged in that. So you see that and you believe that that person's there. They had to green screen all of their stuff because Pierce Brosnan's like, no fucking thank you. I'm, you know, I'm James Mm. Bond. I don't get my fucking fingernails dirty. And that's that's that uh, sets that tone for Bond. That's a a period of time as well. Up until recently, really, people didn't do their own stunts because it's too expensive. Expensive. They yeah. didn't want to risk that sort of stuff. Insurance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, but that, that's the th- and one of the things that really bothers me. Just from the very offset of that film, on that when when he goes to bungee jump, I think it would have been just so much better had they not shown in the shot when he puts his head back yeah. before he jumps off, because that's when you very clearly see that man is not Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. If he hadn't put his thrown his head back like that, 
would have been fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just show him, like, show him running across the top of the dam. Show it. I don't know clearly. why they didn't show him, like, why they didn't just have him running because it's just running. Yeah, um, I get is the it, dam. Is it really important though? Just it's it's, it's just, just running. little things like yeah, it's just odd things that they they chose not to have Pierce Brosnan in those moments, yeah. and it's I th- I don't know if you guys saw any of when he did the live watch of this movie. No, he, he actually spoke about in that opening scene when he rolls out of the conveyor belt oh, yeah. down oh, yeah. onto the plane runway. Runway, that's yep. the word I'm looking for. The plane street. The yeah. plane street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A car hold. <laughs> um, he actually said to the director, oh, I can do that, and the director wouldn't let him do it. And I think there's probably a few instances like that because, up, like I was saying, at that point in time, they didn't like their actors because if they get injured, like Dad's Tom Cruise has best. got injured all the time, it like holds when he production. Broke his ankle and exactly, <laughs> and they kept a shot. <laughs> yeah, and you know it holds production for months. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. There we go. But, but yes. running. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they had that that green screen wrestle on the satellite at the end, yeah. and that was terrible. It, was it looks terrible. so bad. But actually, I actually quite like their actual fight when they're not on the satellite. Yeah. The actual choreography of their fight when they're mm. before the ladder drops is actually pretty good. Mm. Like it's a pretty decent fight. If you look, go back to some of the movies fight sequences before that, and they're hard to yeah, watch. Yeah, watch Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm. Yeah. Still a good film, but the... Uh, is it? The, the, the <laughs> that, that actually does remind me of another thing, and I can't determine whether I love it or whether it's a bad thing, is the sound effects for Rica, uh, ricocheting. Oh, no. Oh, they're cool, it. man. That old school sound from, like, 89 Batman. I it's, love it. Yeah. So campy. <laughs> now nah, they're rad. I love it. Yeah. Because they're the exact why. same sounds in 64 <laughs> Golden as well. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's, <laughs> the ricochet every... I think they use the same sound effects in Star Wars. Like, it's yeah, just... pretty much. <laughs> there was so much ricochet in this movie, though. There was always a pole for a bullet to hit. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very close to the, whoever it was going to hit. Exactly. Oh, yeah. oh ah. <laughs> Yes, Ian, your well, negative. Uh, I think we touched on a lot of my negatives, to be honest. Most of it is just time and it's going to happen to any movie over time they don't always hold up particularly with action movies you've got things that age a lot faster than a dramatic piece because there's mm. a lot more complexity to them there's a lot mm. of stunts and things that you have to juggle and a lot of it is just you know stuntmen cgi green screen that kind of thing honestly all the performances are solid the scripting is solid the directing for the most part is solid it's a pretty solid film it's just some of those things are starting to age pretty poorly, particularly like the representation of women just falling <laughs> the in misogyny. love. The misogyny. <laughs> I don't, is that misogyny or is it just really bad scripting? Like uh, because, probably a little bit of both. I think like yeah. there's a history of misogyny because within it's James not, Bond movies. There so. is, yeah. But I mean, in terms of this film specifically, he doesn't. It definitely wasn't as bad as some of the other ones. No, <laughs> oh, no. he's not hating women. It's just that the way the movie's put together portrays women like they just fall in love with them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The point is that it's not great, and the same with some of the CGI and stuff. Really, yeah. those are the two big, big things. Ones. Other than that, this movie's held up pretty good for a mm. 25-year-old movie. Sure. Mm. There we go, Fuzzy. All right. <laughs> now you, you, you've said you've got some things to bring up. So first, first off, uh, in that scene where he sets the bomb timers to three minutes, uh, that scene takes four minutes. Yeah, but we could do that for any movie. 
The only movie. That, just, but they we make could it, do that for movies that came out this year. They make a really big deal about it. It's like, we'll set the timers for six minutes. And then, and then he talks about it later. I'll give you the same three minutes that he... Yeah, same six minutes you gave me. That means we got four minutes. No, he says three minutes. The, the only it's movie that annoying. doesn't have like, that is... Just, just do a three-minute seg- yeah. segment. Like, Did cut out, like... A minute of that, like chase across the tarmac, or and they could. Have. I'm, I'm actually curious. Easily. Did you did you time the other scene where he says it? Because that would be interesting. I did time the other scene, and it was exactly three minutes. Okay. So, yeah. Which the, one? The train. The one train one. one where yeah, did, the yeah. train one felt tighter. Yes, it's that, that opening sequence. But it's just that it's you know if you're gonna say three minutes in a film and do a very specific short time frame, you have to make it that. And it's just they're just little slip ups like that, and mm. just uh, little inconsistencies and flexibilities within the movie that. Annoy me, <laughs> like yeah. it's it's annoying, but at the same time, it's ah, it's, it's a movie. It, it is, and you can forgive a lot of those. Yeah. The, like uh, action films, extend a lot of that stuff for a, a very Always. long time. Yeah, the the campiness. The world of, will end in five minutes. That's a two-hour fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the campiness in the film got to me a little <clears throat> bit this time on this watch. I I didn't enjoy it as much as I have on previous watches, mainly because I'm now like. I, th- I think Daniel Craig is now my new favorite Bond. He's mm. and the seriousness w- with which he acts and how he goes about his jokes. It's this real dry humor, which is which works for Bond. He's yeah. still a serious super secret agent. He's doing his thing, but he, he wants to have fun with it. Whereas this is like, Haha, I can just carefree and joke joke my way around the world. He sounds like Errol Flynn in one of those old school, you <laughs> yeah. know, like very rakish kind of humor, and it's. I get it, but... Or just Errol Flynn in general. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just... I, I think it's just... Uh, that's aged for me, like... Yeah. And, and that that portrayal of Bond. Um, I did also start watching this, and Lady Fuzz was in the room at the time, and she goes, Oh, Goldeneye, that movie's terrible. And she apparently, uh, from her perspective at least, really does not like um, Pierce Brosnan as a character. Really? too clean cut um and i think it probably goes to speak to that daniel craig sort of grittiness as well mm-hmm. like he's he is just this guy is freshly shaven at every point like he's just like everything about him is just straight lines and crisp bow ties and obviously tight and tightens his tie in the tank like i think just that portrayal of him as everything is immaculate doesn't work um, they did have that one. Um, that I think scene. it works. It just doesn't work for Hannah. Exactly right. <laughs> um, and there was that scene. Well, in, she's um, dating a guy with a fuzzy beard. His know, name right? is Fuzzy. So she you know, needs the. There's the, a the slight bit of hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> but there was that scene in um, uh, the one where they were in Korea. Which one was that? Um, Don't know the day. We don't talk about that one. Where he starts. That's Crystal Skull of James Bond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the start, he's like being held captive in Korea for a few years, and he's got that huge scraggly pasted on beard. And you know this, and then immediately, as soon as he gets to land, he's like shaved that off, and he just he's clean again. It's like, yeah. that's just that portrayal of him as Bond, where everything is too immaculate. Mm. Um, and I think Roger Moore had that same problem; was very everything was terrible colors and pastels and stuff. But <laughs> where's the seventies? It was it was all straight lines, and I think mm. um, Connery was had an edge to him. Uh, yeah, he's he had the edge. I and- think the edge is that he was like a rough Scottish guy who was in a nice suit. So he yeah. got a rough guy in a nice suit, whereas Pierce Brosnan is a nice guy in a nice suit. Yeah, I think that's all right. Yeah, that's that. and that's yeah, same as like Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan, that same kind of character. I think yeah. Daniel Craig, Timothy Dalton, and Sean Connery are all rough guys looking nice, and yeah. that's I think that's the different edge um, where I I prefer that type of character, mm. um, and I I can see her point to that. So. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, mm. it's just I think he just 
he oozed a lot of that. Like it was this overconfidence almost in in what he was. And egomaniacal. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, like Daniel Craig's a very confident Bond, but he he still has his vulnerabilities, and that's you know, I like seeing that in characters. I think so. I think. Yes, that's the big difference. You and have to have your main character can't be perfect. Yeah, and you're like you look at um, you look at Sean Bean in this film, right? He's the, the bad guy, and there was so much imperfection and detail in his character mm. that it just shows, like it it shines a light on how perfect Brosnan's character is. But that's also the point of the plot in many yeah. regards, and Sean Bean actually says that as yeah. his character says, you know, I thought about asking you to join, but I knew that you. Yeah. were too princey and perfect and whatever yeah. you wouldn't even consider it i like the line about um like you know do all the cocktails uh, you know yeah silence the screams and all the, the willing women going to your bed and all that it's, it's great it's a real it's showing his like you're right the hypocrisy yeah. in bond so yeah he's yeah. just a giant bowl of hypocrisy that's what, <laughs> that's what the that's what the character is and but yeah. sometimes th- movies do struggle to capture it i think yeah the and books if anyone wants to, yeah, they're really yeah, even you've, the you've read books, some of the books, yeah. Even, yeah, even the comic books, like they capture it a lot better. What, yeah, he's internally like because you, it's hard to sometimes do that in the movies. Yeah, mm. so look, I mean, I don't think he's a terrible Bond, but he's just not the one that I would like in in this film. I think I still think it's a great film, but just his portrayal just doesn't capture me as mm. uh, as an audience member. Well, I, w- I would have said that he was my favourite Bond there for a while and I obviously have not re- re-watched this in a very long time. <laughs> Actually, going back and watching this, yeah, I'd say that Daniel Craig is probably my favourite. I like those films I like lot. the Daniel Craig movies a lot better and I think James Bond is written better in those. But I think if you're going by the actual what James Bond is supposed to look like, then Pierce Brosnan is probably the most accurate depiction. I would say, yeah, absolutely. That's what they envisaged Bond to be, but yeah. they just didn't write it well enough, no. I don't think, which is the exactly. problem. If they had had Pierce Brosnan in a Daniel Craig movie, you've got all my jizz and money. <laughs> there we go. That's um, that's it for me. Did you have any... I thought you had something else you brought up last night that you wanted to bring up about this film. Um, no, it was just that uh, <laughs> stuff from Lady Fuzz. Mostly oh, right. the fact that it was four minutes when each... <laughs> <laughs> that was a big one for me. It the thing it doesn't make sense, a wizard did it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think it's it's still a fun film. So, mm. Should we give it some scores? I think so. Dirty. Uh, well, look, I like this film. It's fun. Second uh, favorite Bond is going to be high. It is my second favorite Bond film. I am going to give it. Actually, I've got to ask a question first. Sure. What's number one? Goldfinger. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just classic and traditional. Fair and, yeah. Uh, nine. Nine. Yeah, so. I like this film. Hi. Mm. Oh, There's multiple in there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I did enjoy this film I've enjoyed I enjoyed it when I was younger I've seen this film a lot and I mean a lot um I think actually going back and revisiting this because I think this is the first time I've watched it in probably 15 years it could well and truly be that length of time uh I do think it does have problems and it has definitely aged to me um and i think because of that i still enjoy it uh if you enjoy bond i think you will enjoy it as has been said around this table because i am aware that everybody here enjoys their bond films i got i got a mate whose favorite bond is george lazenby and so he good i said people who enjoy yeah <laughs> that film's fucking um, terrible we should do that <laughs> So, Please. I am going to give this one a 7.5. Sure. It's still pretty good. 
I, I enjoy yeah. it. I do. Th- I do honestly think the nostalgia factor of it does weigh in fairly heavily for me, though. Yeah. I think had I not had a connection to this film, it probably would have been considerably lower. Mm. Interesting. It, yeah, it makes sense. Mm. Plus, like for for us as well, like we had this film and then we had the Nintendo sixty four game, so like we had a lot of gold. Like GoldenEye was a was a thing. I didn't have. Oh, GoldenEye was a hundred percent the thing. I had a PlayStation. Well, how oh, so yeah, tomorrow never dies. <laughs> you were tomorrow never dies, kid. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Spare a thought for poor little Ian. <laughs> Um, I think nostalgia is definitely going to wane in my score as well because I love this movie. Um, it's such a fun movie. And even though it does have a lot of its flaws, when I compare it to other movies at, at the time, mm. so you're talking in that time bracket, I think a lot of the flaws are representative of that time. Mm. Uh, it's not perfect. It's kind of like the same year as Batman Forever, I think. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Must. Thank you. <laughs> for Flaws reiterating of the my point yeah. of the corniness nine. of campiness. Nine. <laughs> You're talking about a time when Jim Carrey was the biggest star in the world, basically, yeah. with yeah. his comedy. And, you know, it's about corny campiness. That's why they were doing it. It was about that fun, dark, kind of corny comedy. Mm. Um, but it's it's still a really fun movie, and I think that it did the right things to take Bond into the correct direction and... There's a reason why I like it, because he drives a fucking tank through Moscow. What's not to like? <laughs> I just love that drift out, like the car turns and he goes, and, he goes, and it so just good. spins. I'm like, oh. I am actually kind of curious where they filmed that. Moscow. <laughs> I don't know. On demolition day. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think this is a pretty solid movie. In general, in terms of action movies, you have to get pretty high up there, in my opinion. So I'm going to give it a pretty solid 8.5. Mm. There we go. Very good. Um, for all of the reasons and more, um, I think that this film is still very good. It's uh, it, it set a new tone for James Bond. It saved it from not uh, from being a dead like franchise. It revitalized it. Unfortunately, they couldn't continue that magic in later films until they rebooted it again with Daniel Craig, and now they've reset the tone. But I think it. James Bond's always been a trendsetter when it comes out and I remember seeing this in in cinemas and it was it was awesome like the spectacle of it was really cool and I'll continue to enjoy it and see it despite its flaws Um, yeah it's just one of those things that you have to look past as a a part of that time so um, I'm going to give this one an 8 I think it's still a, a really enjoyable film and if you like James Bond you have to have this and in the it's top one five. of the best ones, yeah. yeah, and like your top five at least, I think that it's it's significant and and important uh, movie for James Bond. So, yeah, there you go. So, uh, eight for me. Did you see as well? I think Ian pointed this to my attention as well that Aston Martin are remaking the gold Goldfinger Aston Martin DB5. They're making mm. twenty five of them. They're costing two point five million pounds, and they're going to have the actual buttons for the gadgets that actually do stuff. <laughs> Pretty sexy. Yeah, it looks pretty fucking good. I've got, if we I've put got like five hundred bucks, I can put in for it. Put our money together. We could buy a wing mirror. <laughs> we could buy a button. <laughs> remember, those, like, remember those like newsletter things? How you like once a month? Yeah, you have yeah. to pay fifteen bucks. They had a James Bond one of those. Yeah. We could pay like fifteen bucks for the rest of our lives. <laughs> exactly, and we will be halfway there. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, there we go. Well, there we go. It's some good scores all around. Hopefully somebody wrote those down because I didn't. Um, Ollie, you got them? Ollie? <laughs> Ollie? Uh, oh, 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 it does mention it. 
That's got to be our best time, yeah. Wow. That is the best time, yeah. We what, almost made it through the whole One hour, 18. One hour, 18. That's the best, yeah. Uh, by the way, guys, Ollie's not on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, that was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, everybody who voted in the poll. Uh, we're going to be continuing to do polls at some stage until we get new movies. Yeah, uh, we will be doing the losers poll as well uh, for all the, of the, the runner run- poll. Yeah, the runners up that mm. uh, that came through. So, does does what was runner up in this week? Uh, I think it might have been uh, Goldfinger. Uh, no, we've already got four there. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can, we can do more. No, we, we can do more. We can do more. All right. That's the great thing about polls. We can put as many things member. as we like. Gold member was second. Oh, gold member. So we've got four. Uh, <laughs> we've also got to rewatch the first Austin Powers. So like, good. I can't, oh, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I was going to no. say. <laughs> Don't think Austin Powers is good. Not anymore. What? Don't know if it holds up. Anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a later episode where we review Austin Powers. <laughs> you were on uh, Epic Film Guys this week as well. I was. They're, they're doing their live stream for The Cure um, with a live stream once a year to raise money for cancer research. Uh, their target this year was uh, $10,000. I think they got up to eight and a half yesterday Ooh. so they've done Impressive. a lot which yeah. is really awesome so they've still got another couple of days to go um it should be all over and done with by the time this this episode is out but you can still donate um if you go to their twitch channel or epic film guys on facebook they've got links through there i was watching them on twitch and i sent them 10 australian dollars and everything comes up in usd it's like Duty sent six dollars and sixty four cents. <laughs> i'm like that's 10 australian <laughs> tight ass uh, but yes, yeah, so that's, that's been a lot of fun yeah. uh, being part of that one. So um, I will do it again next year. I promise I will do baking. Uh, so I'm going to bake a pie uh, as part of Tom. the segment for next year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe you can compete with them. No. Stop trying to make me make you pie. <laughs> no we'll, pie for you. We'll put a poll up on the listener community. If the poll Should says yes, Tom has to make a pie. I made you pie. Like three years ago. Additional pie. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say, we were literally just having a conversation in the news about the Star Wars thing, right? And that the audience doesn't get to the side for George Lucas oh, to make a four-hour cut. The, the audience doesn't make me make pie. Yeah, but I do. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, I love your pie. I love my pie. Mm, I've actually, I actually made one in isolation. Let's think about pies over the course of this next week, and we'll hey, talk more. Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I've been Fuzzy Dan. Have a great week. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's to too do friendly. This. Fix it. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. Yeah, <laughs> that's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest of you sign off now. I've been Ian. I've been Duty. I'm not making pie. Oh, chicka chicka. Can't bust heads like we used to. But we have yeah, our ways. One trick is to tell them stories that don't go anywhere. Like the time I caught the ferry over to Shelbyville. I needed a new heel for my shoe. So I decided to go to Morganville, which is what they call Shelbyville in those days. That's your outro! <laughs> 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 <laughs>